and welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure with your two hosts. My name is Jonel Francis, and I am accompanied by my beautiful companion. I held that note. I held that note. My beautiful companion, Colette. She is the co-owner of Clarendon Co. And I am fortunate enough I am fortunate enough to also have her as my lover. So it's the best of both worlds, most of the time. Some other times things are things are a little rocky, but you know what I mean? That's what relationships are about. Whether they're intimate or they're business, it's not perfect, but we, we figure things out to make it work. Right. I'm being honest, it's true, it's about authenticity. That's what our business pleasure is all about. It's about authenticity, being genuine, so the people can have a better understanding of who are the owners of... Can you stop tickling my foot, please? Sorry. Stop tickle, tickle, tickle my foot. Like, let me relax. I'm trying to be professional. So it's all about authenticity, so people can have a better understanding of who are the co-owners of Clarendon Co. And what we just represent, you know? And I think it's kind of cool that... Oh, but sorry, but I'll get back to that. I think it's kind of cool part after. So, um, with... Business is pleasure. We take the time to talk about our business, how our week has been, and also just to talk about our relationship as well, too, how the business affects our relationship or how our relationship affects the business, especially the idea of going in a business with a partner, whether that's your best friend, your girlfriend, boyfriend, cisgender, non-binary. I think it's really important just that whenever it's a close relationship, there can be sometimes tumultuous moments but you guys really have to figure it out for the business and the business is our clients so that's what's always important but the number one way we always start off business pleasure is how was your week uh that was a really big introduction it's really long why are you hating on me why are you doing that don't do that babe my week was good (laughs) um it felt like it just kind of like flew by Mm -hmm. like okay you know let me hear this just flew by like went from one event to the next event and like honestly in between was just kind of like you know regular week but mm-hmm. i don't know the events just like keep piling on top of you like one on the other on the other and like it's cool it's cool it's good but yeah and i think it's nice too because um for my oh yeah guys just let you know if this is your first time checking this out call it never reciprocates the idea <laughs> of asking me how my week was <laughs> can you stop it She's she's also done to me once, okay? Once. So I just have to like kinda, you know, wing it on my own. So um my week was Honestly, I literally never think to ask you. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 really like self interested and you only care about yourself. And it hurts my feelings, so whatever. Um so my week was what honestly it's kinda crazy because like running the business full time for me, it just seems like every day is more or less like meshed together. Cause like the business is like a 24-hour system and they say after 21 days you kind of have a, a habit is created and now i've been running the business full-time for about like six months now or just under six months mm-hmm. so for me it's just like okay on to the next on to the next on to the next so those transitions of the days don't always hit me like they will with someone like you who's like one day you're teaching one day it's kind of uncool one day it's fst one day you're out with friends you know what i mean where you have so much more i guess variables within your weeks and your days or it's me it's just like yeah it's just kind of uncool. like like you know what i mean yeah but do you ever feel like like i feel like sometimes i worry that you're not like enjoying the process i've never been happier in my life and i love it there are some times where i think about oh man like 
is this going to become like a bit overwhelming or am I going to be underwhelmed? Because those are two things that I worry about. But then I think about it's like one, I have a business partner that can help me take off some of that weight. And if I'm underwhelmed, the good aspect about having a business, we can create a new challenge. We can create something new, something that's innovative. So it's like, well, we feel as if we're doing something new. So I don't feel like stagnant. And that's what I like about the idea of doing a business. It's really all up to us. If we want something to change, we'll figure it out, you know? And I think for us, what I've always enjoyed was we force ourselves to have new ideas and to be as innovative as possible, not necessarily for ourselves, but for our clientele, yeah. you know? Because we have this new product we've been working on where I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And that came out of just simply wanting change and wanting to introduce something new to our clients that we realized that was more or less missing within the industry, mm-hmm. you know? Because we did our research, we looked around, and we realized in the vintage community, all people want to do is sell you, sell you, sell you, sell you, sell you. And it's, there are very limited people that actually just want to bring you value. So for me, it's just like, as long as we're constantly doing things like that, that bring our clients value and just enable us to constantly grow, yeah. I'm okay where we are. And to be honest with you, it's like, when I think about it, for myself, I get to buy clothes all day. That's what I do. I, I, like I literally, so in my Instagram profile, it's textile and production. That's what it is. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna change it to fashion buyer. So I do, I just, I, every day I just buy fashion. I love that, like, you know? What does textile and production even mean? It just talks about like, textiles is like different, like garments, different materials. It sounds like fancy. Yeah. It sounds cool, right? It sounds bougie. Yeah, yeah, you know me, babe. I gotta, you know, spice up a little bit. Uh, but realistically, it's like, I said, I, 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 honestly, I'm not bougie, but there are aspects of me where sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, I gotta like spice it up, you know, make it look a little, it's like when you're on the resume, you know, it's like, oh, um, <laughs> um, worked in the retail environment, <laughs> or like, like managed a multi-million dollar company. It's like, yeah, I worked at McDonald's for a couple <laughs> years, you know what I mean? Because you gotta spice it up. But in reality, it is like, I sell old clothing for a living. And like, I personally, right at this point in my life, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. And I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Do you ever see yourself maybe sometimes getting underwhelmed or overwhelmed with like whether it's TJ and Clara Dunco or relationship? I get overwhelmed like every ten minutes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> legit, legit. But like, I feel like I'm I handle it well. Yeah, you still here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? I feel no, like I sure. handle it well. Like, I feel like I think about the things that like you don't necessarily think of. Yeah. But that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, for example at the event for example you're wanting to play all this music with the most swear words in it all these like children and like people are like looking over well honestly they weren't really looking over but i was just being extra critical yeah but, like sure. i think about stuff like that whereas like, yeah or even the fact that like you helped us from like having a liability suit so we had this carpet there and it was like wrapped up in our room for like ever and like so it was like really lumpy and like cotton and i literally fell on the uh, fell over well not fell over tripped on the carpet at least like 10 times the car's like oh my gosh like <laughs> that's that's, that's thing. That's costing. No, I don't. She always takes like a big gulp when she's like already about to like articulate herself or like say something about like long speeches. Like, I don't do that. So like, let's try to like bring it down, like put some weight on it, so like people don't trip over it. And with me, I'm like, yo, people are fine. Like people are gonna be okay. But of course, like <laughs> like twenty people almost fell. Yeah, like you know, of course that that's why it's good about college. She's like extra cautious, where she'll take the time to realize, hey, like what's can we just try and like mitigate as much as possible so nothing happens? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's like a really bad event. No, hundred like, percent. Someone falls and hurts themselves. Oh like, my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, trust me. But I think that's one thing that like 
I think a lot of people, as small as that may seem, it's like, oh yeah, well, Carl's the cautious one. I think a lot of times that's what, that's why it's important to like get into business with someone that's more or less the opposite of you or has different, or has like different elements within themselves that they can bring to the business that you may not necessarily have. Yeah, and it's the same like old saying when people are like, yeah, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Like it goes for like relationships too. Like not to say that people who are the same, it won't work in a relationship mm-hmm. or in like any type of like working setting that requires you to work together. But like sometimes it is a little bit easier and manageable to work with someone who is not exactly the same as you. Yeah, and I think that's important too. It's like, okay, well, if you're creative now and you're really good at designing, really good at branding, really good at marketing and things like that, but you don't necessarily understand the business aspect, it's like, okay, well, what are some laws you guys can work on? What are some accounting things that you guys can do? Or even just how to turn a dollar into a dollar and 10 cents. That's when I think it's a perfect relationship for you and someone else to like more or less get into bed together so you guys can figure something out, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes, especially at the beginning stages of any business, you are the accountant, you are the marketer, yeah. you are the PR person as well too, you know? So like you're more or less forcing yourself to be all these things, but of course when you, when it becomes a time that, not necessarily expand, but the business is growing, it's maybe you wanna take some of those things off your shoulders and realize, hey, like I'm not that good at this, let me put this on someone else's shoulder so they can help the business move in such a smoother direction. And I think that's a great thing about growing a business, and like for me, like that's a motivating factor. Because, like, to be honest, like, there's a lot of stuff that we do for our business that, like, yeah, I do it because I know that it's going to get us to, like, X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily, like, like doing it or enjoy doing it. And, like, to me, that's a motivator to, like, do all of the things that I don't want to do so that eventually one day we can be at the point where I don't have to do those things anymore. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, too, because, like, I think that's just, like, a good follow-up question that we can ask each other. Like, what are some of the motivating factors that push us to continue this business you know because i remember there was a point where like we were doing so bad and there were hundreds of motivating factors that was like yeah like let's stop this right now you know we're, we're talking about three months without sales instagram wasn't growing had no marketing strategy didn't know where to find clothes you know mm-hmm. so like at this point what do you think is a motivating factor that pushes you to continue the growth in kind of i think just like the legacy mm-hmm. like I feel like I want to build myself up to the point where I can provide something of value to like my family and my children and pass something down to people or employ people, give people jobs or provide Mm. people with like useful and valuable information. Like I just like I'm motivated in the idea that like I want to build something that is beneficial and valuable to other people Mm -hmm. and that will be around a lot longer than I will. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy too because like you can't do that without of course facilitating the client's needs. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I think within our business like we have to realize what are the small things that we're doing that may more or less push a client away. Like you know what I mean? Whether it's like hey we're taking too long to respond sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like hey are we taking too long to ship out a product? Do we even have the products that the customer wants? Yeah. Like, you know? So I yeah. think, like, within saying that, as much as, like, we want all these goals for ourselves... And just take the small step first. Exactly. And first ask ourselves, like, what is what values Carnico really, really, really bring into the client? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, for me, I really 
want us to focus on like always bringing that to them always bringing that to them and i think it's like the idea like rome wasn't built in a day yeah it's like that saying it's like you can't get to the end result or like the big like momentous like final step without doing all of the little things to get to that point mm-hmm. and that's what, and that's what's important too you know it's like we're trying to more or less build a system that we can just constantly generate income generate value to our clients and more or less like transition that this system over into something else and hopefully it's going to get to something bigger you know because we've talked about this before like we have ideas where we want clarity on code to go but sometimes i think that when you're in it you don't realize how far you've gone or how far you can go you know yeah you don't see it it's like it's like that that whole thing like hindsight is 2020 is that the thing i don't know it's like it's like when you look back everything's so clear but when you're in the midst of it you can't really have that clarity but once you get through it and you look back and you're like oh that made sense i should have done this i should have done that or like that was a great thing that i did like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you don't realize it until like you actually go through it no 100 percent. and one thing i think that like we've been going through like the last two to three years is that we've been consistently been going to like the toronto vintage clothing show and this weekend was incredible 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 big shout out to the toronto vintage clothing show big shout out to Catherine and her team there those guys are incredible 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 i know it sounds like i'm sucking a lot of ass right now but they deserve it they did an amazing job not to say that their other events aren't good their other events were always consistent always well put together they have a great standard of communication and they're non-stop professionals. But what they did this weekend, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It was man. literally like the holy grail of an event. Like, picture just being busy from the second the door opens to pretty much the second that the door closes. Like, on the first day, on the Saturday, like, we didn't even have time. Like, usually we'll have, like... A bit of a slow period in the daytime like it'll take about an hour hour and a half for things to start going because like most of our, our demographic doesn't usually come out until like 11 12 at the earliest right sometimes like all one two o'clock right so like so like usually it takes us a little bit more time to kind of get the sales going but literally from the second the door opened it was just like bam 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 all the way till the end we didn't even like eat until like 1 30 yeah yeah it's funny though because i remember going down to the car then walking back up and i remember doing sneaker con was at the same location and there was this big line of this people there when, I, when we did sneaker con right and then when i got upstairs from going to the car there was this huge line of people for the toronto vintage clothing show and i could not believe it from then i was like yeah like today's gonna be good but i didn't know it was gonna be good from the beginning because again like our demographic right they're a bit younger so in our mind it's like okay well it's gonna get busy for us around 12 and between 12 and 2 o'clock and it was literally busy the whole day i think maybe you, it's, it, we, we stopped being busy from 4 to 5 because that's when it was ending and then maybe like a half an hour in between that yeah you know the whole show was just so well put together but one thing i really do like about the toronto vintage clothing show is how like just how organized they are you know what i mean so there are over 150 vendors that they have to deal with whether it's people with antiques who have big trailers that they gotta move in or people like us who do vintage clothing they have the times all separated for people so everyone has a designated time that they should be setting up and also being able to break down Mm -hmm. and then you have this really like seamless communication if you have any questions you can hit them up they'll respond in a reasonable time and plus like the venue that they 
were forced to like move to this year i think that was a huge contributor in why the event went so well so usually they usually have it at the same grounds the exhibition grounds in toronto at the princess building and the princess building is like one of the older buildings of that area so it's not as well known as the anicare center which where they had it this year at the anicare center and it was just perfect I think just because of the name of the Enicare Center, that definitely helped the yeah bring more people through and everything. And it, overall, it was just a really, really good event. And like, really I, I have nothing bad to say about and it. It's, and it's nice to be part of an event that you know is always going to be run smoothly. Yeah. Because like that sometimes is like a little bit of a frustrating point for us, especially because like we do do so many events, and yeah. sometimes like we're traveling far places for events, and it's never a nice feeling to be like oh, like, is everything organized? Is everything okay? And, like, you obviously don't want to be annoying, but you also want to make sure that everything's still good. But the good thing about, like, the Toronto Ventures Clothing Show and all of the events that they run is, like, you literally never have to worry about anything. You know you're going to have all your information. All you have to do is follow the instructions and show up, and you're good. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that's really good is because, like, they know that we're their customer. And I think sometimes a lot of these people that do events, they take your money, and it's like, okay, well, figure it out for yourself, you know? Yeah. We'll go to somebody else, they're like, yeah, just take any table you want. Or like, they can't find your email address. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? There isn't like really clear directions on how you should be yeah. unloading it or loading back up, you know? Yeah. Well, the, these guys, of course, like they've been doing it for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So the experience is there, which is extremely important. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, like even talking about the idea of experience, that's one thing every business needs to go through. It's like, that experience factor to get better you know yeah. and you're constantly sharpening that knife they're sharpening their tools you need and, to go through the growing pains mm-hmm. no no 100 percent. you know what i mean and i think even with us with clarion co we also need to understand it's like of course we'd love to be at like a certain area with our business but first we need to more so like understand that like we have to do things more or less in a chronological order like you know like we had to figure out like hey like how do we market stuff we had to figure out our products they went to figure out the better events to go through because when you think about it, all those things we were horrible at you know we had horrible products we didn't know our audience we didn't know how to market ourselves we didn't know which events to go through we didn't even know how to work together you know what i mean so i think like that's what i'm assuming that's what they went through one point or another you know yeah, what i mean? wouldn't imagine so i feel like at some point like yeah it'd be nice to that we all get lucky and we're all like hit our big break one time and then that's like you know a great business going forward but a lot of the times when you hit your big break or you have that that thing that comes so quickly and easily it's a lot of the times not always but a lot of the times it's not the most sustainable so the the good thing about like following a journey or some sort of like sequential type of thing is it allows you to create a system it allows you to create something that is like reproducible in a way and the craziest thing about the system too has to be adaptable if the system is so sequential that it can't be changed it's a bad system yeah and i think what we've been able to do is like slowly realize what can change and what can't change so for instance when we initially started claragon co we were selling like these jeans that weren't necessarily doing the best and then over the last maybe like two months or about a month or so we introduced the jean product because we realized hey we have a lot of access to these jeans one and two they're actually on trend right now you know so even at the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, we probably had maybe like 60, 65 pairs of denim shorts and jeans combined. Mm-hmm. And we ended up selling, how much did you say? Uh, almost 50. Almost 50 pairs, you know what I mean? So we're selling what, maybe about like 75, 80% of our jean stock all in one day. And I think that just goes to show it's that like, 
you have to go through that more or less growing pains of your product as well to realize what products work well and what don't work well. And also just like trial and error, because like imagine if we were like, yeah, this, this didn't work back like two mm-hmm. years ago, so it's never gonna work again. Like I'm really happy and grateful and appreciative of the fact that like we listen to other people, we listen to the market, and we're like, you know what, let's try out these jeans again. And mm-hmm. if we didn't, we would have lost out in fifty items worth of sales, which is a lot. Yeah, no, no, definitely, which is crazy a lot. And I really like that idea of it's like, hey, like what other items maybe we should be like reintroduced that maybe didn't work before, but now are working now, you know? Yes. There are some items when I, I see them all the time when I go thrifting and it's like, oh crap, like this would be dope, but now that we have the clientele for that, you know? But I think sometimes we're so focused upon like working with the younger clientele that I we mean, miss out. Like, like the older yeah. people. Yeah, or, or not necessarily the older people, just the clientele that is somewhat more or less different from our clientele, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it goes back to the idea like, if you try to make something for everyone, you end up like serving nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah. So at the same time, it's like, yes, let's focus on our niche right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, when that gets bigger, that's when we can look at, no, let's expand now, you know? I feel like our expansion is a lot easier and more manageable to do through events. Mm-hmm. Like, it's harder to, like, expand online because a lot of times we don't know who's buying our product. Mm-hmm. But, like, like our events are a really good learning opportunity to, like, try out different things. Like, it doesn't cost us anything to bring, like, a different type of clothing or a few other extra items that we wouldn't necessarily usually carry mm-hmm. to to an event, right? Whereas like if we're posting it online, it's obviously a little bit more time consuming, et cetera, et cetera. It may take a little bit longer for us to actually see like there, that there's an interest in one particular product over another. Mm-hmm. So I feel like events are a great place to just like try it out. Like if you see that like online, a particular item is doing really well, like bring it to an event, see if it does well for you too. No, 100%. And I think one thing that also allowed us to do so well with the jeans is because like we know our demographic and we knew the type of demographic that would be at the Toronto Pictures Clothing Show. Yeah. If this was at the beginning stages of our business we would have had no idea what products we needed no idea what type of clientele would have been there you know and even like the clientele in itself at like say something like the toronto ventures clothing show has changed so much even the short amount of time that we've been doing it like when we first did our toronto ventures clothing show it was like the average age range was like 40 to like 70 and like you know what i mean you'd see like a one couple speckle of like younger people here and there but like it wasn't like how it is now now it's all like it's a like i'd say it's like Six, like 60-40, 50-50 maybe. It's crazy because I remember when we first started, it was like kids going with their parents. Yeah. Now it's kids going together. Yeah. And like, you know, groups of friends going together. Like, yeah. yeah, we heard about this on Instagram, so we decided to come down, you know what it's I mean? It's just, it's completely different, completely mm-hmm. different. And I feel like that's been like a really positive change and it's really positively affected our business. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy too because like the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show was like, always on trend for their demographic but then they were able to like more or less slip into a new demographic right which is which is kids from the like early 90s to the early 2000s you know what i mean because now those things are now on trend one and now they're becoming vintage Mm -hmm. so like they fall into a brand new category as well too Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting how like they can always find a way to be relevant and stay around as an event company as long as they're on trend with what's vintage and what's for that period exactly time. right because yeah. i remember when we first started they stayed on the catherine and them they had said to us it's like you guys are the new faces of vintage you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like for them to remain relevant they need more or less like people like us who carry those types of products yeah. or like who who more or less market to those new dem- new demographics that they need to continue their business you know yeah, no, for sure. yeah so that's always important you know what i mean 
And I think one thing that really helps us as well with those events too is that like online we have fees we'd have to pay through an app like Grailed yeah. or shipping costs as well too. So lowering our prices a bit to match the market at the time I think works really, really well for us, you know? Yeah, I know for sure. And it helps us to sell a lot more because some of the, like I feel like majority of people today are pretty used to and familiar with online shopping, especially for some things that we were carrying like Levi's jeans for example. So if you buy something like that online, it's a pretty high markup well, a lot of the times. So let people know how much with brand new, a brand new like, pair of like a brand new pair of Levi's is anywhere from like eighty to like hundred and thirty dollars mm. sometimes, right? So it can get really, really pricey. So if we're selling Levi's jeans for say like two pairs for fifty dollars and like you know we're still making a pretty good profit off of that people are happy to purchase that because it's a it's a lot different a lot cheaper than what they'd be buying say online or in a store right mm -hmm. and they're going to try on the product they're getting a great quality product so it's a win-win at the end of the day and then for us at the same time we have the ability to lower our prices even a little bit more than we would say online because we're not taking into account the excess shipping cost for mm -hmm. shipping something so heavy like denim so it's a win-win for everyone. No, most definitely. And I think that's what's most important in like any business transaction. It's like, does the customer feel like they're getting their value based on how much they're spending? And do we feel that like we're being able to help the client get this product for them, right? Yeah. So I think as long as like both parties feel that like they're being compensated properly, yeah. I think it's perfect. Of course. No, no, most definitely. So for me, I think it's, it's, it's just good, man, because like we've been through the ups and downs of the business and like struggled a lot, a lot, a lot. So to finally see <laughs> things like, trust me, so to find, this is okay, last year. I know, year. I know. Honestly, because what, this is your, we're going into year four, yeah. right? So like, it's been like three years, three years in my like four months running the business now mm -hmm. and this last but about like year and a half yeah. has just been really really good yeah so yeah. it's it's nice it's nice to see where, where the business is going and where we can go with the business mm -hmm. so you know all we gotta do right now is like just keep our feet on the pedal and just keep pushing you know is there anything else you want to add before we head out of here I never have anything else to add. okay um, one thing I want to say is that um be consistent and constantly build relationships once you do that in every business, people are more likely to want to help you. And when they're, they're consistent, they're more likely to want to trust you. For instance, perfect example with the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, we've been able to build a relationship with them, doing more than like 15 events with them from for the last like two years, I would say. So we have a really close relationship with them where we can trust them knowing that they're going to always put on good events. And also with us, we're always going to be good vendors to try and accommodate the clientele that they do bring in for us. So those are two things I definitely say always try to focus on, guys. But until next time, peace.